Hey, Mickey. Hey, Brian. Your hotel room looks different. I am in a different hotel this week, but the same city as last week. Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, my hotel room looks exactly the same, but I'm in a different room. Well, if we were recording video, then people could be confused, but we're not, so they probably don't care that much. But they might. The thing is, we're unsure what our readers actually, or our listeners, actually think of us because they haven't sent us any email yet. So where can they email us, Brian, if we wanted them to send us email so where I could describe in minute detail or send pictures of my hotel room? The show at DevOps. .fm. There you go. Happy DevOps Day, Brian. I declare today to be DevOps Day. You every, do now. Every day we record will be DevOps Day. Well, that's fantastic. So, as you said, we're back in Charlotte, North Carolina, working again for week two, making things more DevOpsy. Have we done anything fun while we were in North Carolina? Uh, let's see. We had uh, barbecue today for lunch. That's always good. We did. And then, oh, two nights ago on Tuesday, you did a talk at a local user group, the meetup, I think it was called. The Charlotte Modern Devs User Group. And in doing that, you told the story on how Microsoft does DevOps, and I think I provided a bit of color commentary, if I remember correctly. I would say it was a joint effort, but it was a really good turnout. We had a probably, by my rough count, close to 50 people there. Yeah, and they came for the pizza and stayed for the talk, which was good. And lots of lots of questions afterwards, and I've actually had a couple of people email me since then and ask me some questions as well. So it was a, it was a good time. That's one of the things that that I try to do when I'm on the road traveling, either when I'm working with customers or when I'm even speaking at conferences, is to try to find local user groups that I can speak at as well. Well, that's good to give back to the community. It is. Now, those of you that are on audio um, can't see this, but Brian's camera for some reasons keeps shifting back and forth. I think whenever he moves, the camera moves. It's really kind of freaky. Again, this is not a video podcast, so they don't care. Okay, that tears it. I want to know if you care. So, dear listeners, if you care, I want you to tweet us at DevOpsFM or send us an email <laughs> You're really... at the show at DevOps.FM and let me know if you care about the fact that I describe what I see. You know you're really bad at, at at marketing, so you should tweet at Brian Randall or tweet at Mickey underscore Goosey or email the show at devops.fm. But we have a we have a Twitter. The the podcast has a Twitter. It has a Twitter. <laughs> it has a Twitter. You mean a Twitter account? Yes. It does, but we don't advertise that, so I didn't realize you were gonna go there. Oh, okay. Well, shh. Okay, if you're listening, don't tell anybody that we have a Twitter account for DevOps FM, okay? Shh. It will be our little secret. I'm beginning to think we might need to rub some DevOps on our podcast. (laughs) 
Well, Brian, you got any news for me? Uh, it's been a very busy doing real work week. So the only thing that popped up in my news was that yesterday Microsoft, oh God, it wasn't even Microsoft. It was GitHub. Well, Microsoft owns GitHub, but they're a fully operating independent entity. Anyway, GitHub has released a beta of the GitHub CLI. So that is command line interface. So there'll be a link in the show notes. You can go sign up. It's called Hub, and allows you to do all sorts of magic with GitHub from the command line. And it's, the blog post is really pretty cool because it talks about things like um, you want to find repos that are looking for help. Well, they tag their issues with some kind of help tag. And so from the command line, you can run um, you can run a basically a query that says, show me all the repos that have help wanted sign so to speak and you can do things like open pull requests from the command line you can can get information back on your repos and, and pull requests and whatnot from the command line it looks really interesting and i know this is the beta so it's just got some functionality but there's i'm sure there's more functionality coming down the pipe and i'm, I'm kind of excited to, to get a chance to play with this are you going to try it out oh absolutely and i think this is a good thing whenever things are in that early release if you care now's your chance to get in provide your feedback naturally uh it's open source on github so you can take a look how it's implemented you can contribute you can provide feedback and of course give it a shot uh what's interesting related to that is that today i got a new update to the ios client so i opened it up and it continues to amaze me how nice it is um, so yeah, GitHub's doing a lot of good stuff and lots more to come this year. I need to install the iOS client. Speaking of that, I have not installed the iOS client. That's sad. Is it sad? It makes me sad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you sad, Brian. What makes you happy, Brian? Ice cream. <laughs> Besides ice cream. My wife and children. Okay, so I lob a softball up for Brian, and he just whiffs it twice. Do I get a third third time? What makes you happy, Brian? Mickey does. <laughs> DevOps. DevOps makes us happy. Brian. Okay, dear listeners, Brian has his mic turned off. He is laughing so hard, and his face is just turning purple because he's not breathing. Okay, he just took his glasses off, and now he's rubbing his eyes because he can't stop laughing, and I'm not helping because I keep talking. <laughs> oh, now he's got to take a sip of water. Wait, nope, he changed his mind. He put it back down. <laughs> All right, holy crap. What are we going to talk about this episode that has to do with DevOps and not me? So if you remember last episode, Brian, we talked about the, we talked about what DevOps is, which is the union of people, process, and products to enable continuous delivery of value to our end users. And last episode, we dove into the first of those, what I call the three Ps, the people, process, and products. And we talked people. So I thought today we do a little bit of talking about process so when we say devops is a union of people process and products you know i thought we'd dive a little bit into what we meant by process sounds good to me 
Well, that, that was that was that was me passing the torch. Oh, really? So, well, okay. I'll ask you, Mickey. When you know, isn't isn't process a bad word? I personally don't think of process as a bad word. I mean, a lot of pro- developers do often. Some people think of process as a bad word because they think of process as maybe like overhead. They think of process as well, you're going to make me do all these draconian little 8 million different little step thingies filling out forms in triplicate to be able to get to do whatever I want to do. But in, So but, ticketing systems? Yeah, ticketing systems. How about uh, when it's, you know, processes used for evil, like command and control? I'm going to tell you what you're going to do today, Mickey. Well, that's, yes. In that, in some cases, that companies have bad processes. Companies can have good processes. Companies can have bad processes. The catch is, especially around building software, I think the process needs to be. Everyone needs to know what that process is. They need to know what the different pieces of that is. You know, what what's what what path are we following to design, get the requirements, build, test, move it into different environments, um, test in those environments. When are we done? It's about you know determining what what is that path, so to speak. And there's multiple different ways, multiple different processes that people can follow. But you need to have some sort of process because honestly, it's the people you run into that have no process that are having the most problems, in my opinion. Well, it, you know, when you think about it. You know, we mentioned on the last show that, you know, Sam Gu has said that DevOps is the second decade of Agile. So I really think one of the key things in process is to embrace Agile methodologies and continue to focus on that delivery of value. So anything that is overhead and doesn't help drive the value delivery is just that. It's overhead. It's it's cruft that gets in the way of focusing on that end goal. You know, you often talk about you know, what things you're going to track as part of your process. People often say, well, we want to have burn downs. We want to have these charts. We want to have all this stuff. And it's like, okay, what does that really do? And the end result is if you get the product out the door, if you get something to your users, that's much more important than the charts that say we're working hard. Agreed. It's you, you, I mean, admittedly, you do have to have some things in place to make sure you know what's going on and where things stand. But at the same token, kind of like we've had this talk in one of our previous episodes about how we do our planning. And you and I have talked at our personal planning. And you and I have talked about things somewhat where a lot of times it feels like I'm pushing paper and not getting stuff done. So if your process ends up making you push a lot of paper but not actually completing anything, then yes, your process has an, has an issue. Absolutely. So when I say process to you, Brian, what do you can? What is process? I mean, is process just Scrum, or is process using a certain system? I struggle with actually saying, you know, because process is usually something you follow. Is is you know, if you try to look up the definition or something like that. So I'm just kind of curious what you would say that process is, because I struggle to give a succinct definition for that. Well, you know, DevOps is primarily focused on delivering technological solutions. Uh, We typically view it as delivering software. 
And just like, you know, you can take agile practices and apply them to other things, we're focused primarily on software. So when I think about process in the context of DevOps, I'm thinking about how a team is going to get from idea to delivery of something. And generally something is a release, a pushed out piece of software, a set of services that are then accessible to their end users, right? The people that are going to mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you're talking about like planning, developing, developing, testing, you know, being able to release it, being able to monitor it in, in production, being able to learn from what you're monitoring. So then you can basically fold that back in and rinse and repeat and, and keep going. It's all those different stages. I actually have a, a neat little, we have some links in the show notes and but one of the links that I liked in the show notes was actually the the last one that we have, which is what the f is DevOps. <laughs> I'll let you put whatever the f word you'd like to put in there. But I actually liked this post um, because it kind of br- takes the phrase we're talking about, the people's process and products, and breaks it down a little bit. And I kind of liked, you know, the fact that they kind of discuss process similar to what I just said. It's all the different stages of plan, development, testing deployment yeah and that's where when you start thinking about about mapping an agile process on top of devops you know there's often confusion like when people think about scrum they say well you can't do devops with scrum you can't do cicd with scrum and it's because people have the misconception that it's only when you get to the end of the sprint that you can deliver software you know sprints it it, you know scrum is designed to be a framework that is going to help you solve complex problems and the idea that you can't deliver during the sprint is completely false and what it ultimately comes down to is you determining number one how you get things done you know one of the key tenets of scrum for example is that it's up to the development team to work out how they're going to build things and in working with the product owner to figure out that what is their definition of done? What is a solid increment of work? And in doing that, it might be that it's deployed to production. And thus, you might multiple times per day. There's nothing wrong with that. And so this whole part of the process is codifying how you're going to get into end and what are the things that are important and getting everybody's involved on the same page. That's funny because actually that was a conversation we had this morning because that was actually one of my misconceptions around Scrum because I actually asked Brian at breakfast. I said, "When you if you're doing a three-week sprint, when are you supposed to deploy? And he said, well, what's your definition of done? And I was like, oh, you're using the little Socratic method on me. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Um, and I was like, um, I don't know. He said, well, if your definition of done is you're deployed in production, then as part of your sprint, you should be deploying. And I and I agree with you. That is where a lot of people get stuck on Scrum. I had I I mean, I was stuck on that till this morning. So I I think that's a great way of of pointing things out. Yeah. And, you know, Scrum is just one way of doing things. Um, It just happens to have a lot of people behind it and investment. And we have a lot of empirical evidence that shows it can be used to deliver value but at the end of the day it's that continued focus on however you do it how does it help you get rid of overhead and really be as lean as possible in fact people like to apply lean methodologies and there's kanban and 
you know, you start thinking about limited work in process and smaller batch sizes. And that all resonates back to that key point of CICD, which is I do something, I share it with my team, I get it validated by some automated process, and hopefully it's considered good enough and based on the size. And once again, if we do it smaller, we can then continue down and then hopefully get it into production as soon as possible. And part of um, process as well ties back. I mean, people, process, and products all tie together, but it ties back into people and ties. process also ties into your DevOps culture. And that we've got a link in the show notes that takes you a link to docs.microsoft.com where the, it talks about what is DevOps. And there's also some other links on the left-hand side that talk about, say, what is a DevOps culture, which ties back into process because you just made a couple of really good points, like small batch sizes, developing, you know, trying to go slow to move faster. I mean, that's a conversation we've had a couple of times this week about, you know, you, you st- go, go slow and then as you start getting that rhythm and going, then you're able to start adding more and more and it starts, you know, you start doing things better. Focus on the end value and the good value you're providing to the customer. And the process needs to help you focus on that. Exactly. So let's see. I think I had one more. Oh, I've got one more link in the show notes, which was just another three-stage conversation, people, process, and products where they had a couple of comments on on what the process means, which I think we've covered most of those. It's it's the process conversation. So out of the three, people, process, and products, products is the least important, in my opinion. People is the most important, as we talked about last week. And process comes right after people. Because you've got to have the right pe- the people. The people have to buy into what you're trying to do by changing your culture, which then allows you to implement the processes that you need. And that buy-in, again, as we talked about, has to come from all the way from the top. Otherwise, if you have your teams that are saying, this is the process we want to follow, and somebody with a lot more authority comes in and, and cl- tries to clobber the team by saying, no, you need to do put this in the release, then you can have all the process in the world, but it, you know, you're kind of in a, in a bind at that point. Yeah, well, and process can be used for evil. You know, it's used as a control mechanism. It's an authority will dictate. And when we look at a lot of the agile processes, it's in the the team to drive things, and we want to build a culture where people have the same goals and are focused on the same thing. And when you do that, that really is how you can start, you know, clicking and, and hit that momentum of moving forward. But it's also very hard. And that's why it's not like there isn't just this handbook that says this is how you do process and DevOps at any organization. Because you have to take into account the human experience, the business, what it's operating, the interaction points between the customers and consumers of whatever you're doing. And all that is is ultimately hard. It's like in the two weeks we've been here. We spent some time talking about it, but it came down to we can tell you all day long what to do. you got to be willing to do it and be able to execute it within your existing constraints. Well said, Brian. Well said. Wow. Well, I feel good. I feel good. You feel good? It's Thursday night. It's Thursday night. 
um, in case you haven't noticed, we're doing a slightly shorter form of the shows for these people processing products um, because Brian might have some tantalizing, might have a tantalizing bit for you. Well, if I've done my research and all the cards and the stars align, the show after next will be our first show with a very special guest. We'll tell you next week who that guest will be and when we're going to be recording so when you can count on the episode being out. But the good news is it's all meant to happen in the month of February 2020. Woo and who? Well, Brian, where can people find out more information about you if they are like intrigued by your dulcet tones and would like to to look things up and see what you do? Blog.brianrandall.com. Twitter at Brian Randall, and that's B R I A N R A N D E L L, no underscore, or via email at Brian R at mcwtech.com. All the information will be in the show notes, which you can find from your favorite podcast platform. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and you can find us at Simplecast. Look at that. And I am Mickey Gousset at MickeyGousset.com. Just take your best guess at the last name. You'll probably get close. Or you can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Gousset because I refuse, refuse to give up my underscore. Email is Mickey.Gousset at Microsoft.com. Or I'm also on YouTube. So I'll put a link to YouTube in the show notes. I've actually, I'm doing a series on Azure Pipe, on YAML pipelines in Azure Pipelines right now. And then I've got a series coming up on GitHub Actions. So if you're interested in that, I'd love for you to come hit me up on YouTube, subscribe, give me some comments. You can find out more about the show at devops.fm. And you can email us with questions or comments at the show at devops.fm. You did that very well this time. This time? I do that well every time. Oh, remember we have this recorded, so we have history. (laughs) Okay, and with that, I'm going to sign off. Bye, everybody. Be good humans. Good night. Hey, Brian, you still there? I am. Seriously, your webcam's freaking me out because it is just constantly shifting your image back and forth. So what's weird is I'm looking at my image and your image, and my image is static as far as I'm concerned. So the fact that you're seeing me move is really weird. Wait, 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 wait. Here's what we're going to do to prove this to you. I'm going to go to video, and we're going to see if it moves. Now watch it not happen the whole time. I'm... So for those of you that are listening to the post show, I am videotaping my computer screen And, of course, it's not doing it. Wait, there it goes. Nope, there it went. Well, and there's one thing that's... There it went. All right, I'm going to send that to you later so you can see what I was talking about. Okay. If you like everybody, I'll I'll post that on YouTube as well. No, you won't. (laughs) And Aren't you going to take me to get ice cream? Uh, No, it's almost 8 o'clock. I'm an old man. Are you going to bed? I'm probably going to pack and go to bed, yes, because you go home tomorrow. Do you have dinner? Um, No, but I'll probably have a protein bar. What about you? 
Uh, I have not eaten. I came straight back. We didn't get done with the client. I got back to the hotel, did a phone call, uh, which we'll talk about later at some point because the technology is really cool. And after that phone call, I got ready for us, and then you made me wait. So I sat there and watched a YouTube video discussing Intel's new amazing Threadripper 3990X 64-core 128-thread processor that's only $4,000 oh my for the gosh. processor. That's a car. I could buy a used car for that much. Well, you know, we were discussing laptops today. You can <laughs> buy a whole laptop for that as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, although it is Thursday night, and I won't do it. I'll save it till tomorrow when I'm waiting at the airport. But uh, we have episode four of Picard, so I'm super excited about that. Uh-huh. Well, for me, um, you actually, a couple of times this past couple of weeks, when we've solved a major problem with the client, you have said, I have made fire. And I was like, that sounds familiar. So I went to my favorite um, GIF search machine, and I searched for I Have Made Fire. And then I remembered it came from Castaway, the movie Castaway. So if you haven't seen the movie Castaway, we've got a link to, to some IMDb or somewhere in the show notes. But it's a Tom Hanks movie where basically he gets stranded on an island for four years, I believe. And it's an amazing movie because you don't realize it till you're most of the way through. And he's he is – you're watching a movie that's mostly just him, no extra actors around, kind of very similar to The Martian, where it was mostly, you know, he's alone on the on the planet. So I thought it was a really, really good. I think it's always been one of my favorite movies. So I just thought that was kind of funny that I put that together. Yeah, th- that was funny. I forgot that I had done that a couple of times, but that I didn't realize you didn't remember that it was from Castaway because he does that at one point. He's standing there. And- you know, he's he's very uh, emphatic, right? It's 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 funny. I I don't. He doesn't really beat his chest. I did a combination of a little Tarzan uh, thrown in with the uh, Tom Hanks. But yes, I did throw a couple. I made fires when we solved some particular thirty uh, CI CD problems. Yes, we did. Awesome. All right, I'm done. I'm beat. All right. Well, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>